This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. James the Motion Man. Shovel. Barkley breaks a tackle. Dives in for two. Giants take the lead. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. You uh, you better your bet, hosts. Ken uh, Barkley and Nick Costos out at Mandalay Bay in Vegas. And Nick's going to be on with us in a second here. It is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. And uh, Nick out in Mandalay Bay doing the shows with Ken Barkley. And, Nick, we found out yesterday, this is the first time you and Ken got to do a show in person together. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, first off, great to be on with you guys live here from uh, from Las Vegas. Uh, pretty awesome to be here doing the show uh, through Tuesday. And, yeah, like, you know, Ken and I have done countless hours of uh, of, of shows together. Um, we've only met in person now. I guess, like, this is, like, an extended third time here. But, yeah, yesterday was the first time we've ever done the show together in person. I do it from my house in, uh, in New York City. Ken does it from his house in Connecticut. So, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty special yesterday. Like, uh, and obviously, you know, Joe O was with us during season one, like was was one of like the hosts of the show, along with me and Ken on You Better, You Bet. Now he's obviously doing a great job with you guys. But I mean, you know, I hope that Joe takes like a great sense of personal pride in this as well, because this is like our collective accomplishment, like getting to this point, you guys doing what you're doing, just like like, like a very cool, like, like, I, I don't know, like, like check mark here or like a, like a place that we've collectively reached as a group. So uh, very proud of the accomplishment. It's awesome to be here and great to be on with you guys today. Yeah, I'm, and I'm sure there will be many other trips in the future. Maybe the whole network can get out to Vegas. But I'm just asking for a friend here, Nick. Um, would you advise against meeting your co-hosts in person on a regular basis? <laughs> uh, no, I, I like Ken a lot. So I think you know, him and I, you know, it was funny. Um, we got here on Tuesday night and like, or, or Tuesday, whatever, like during the day. And on Tuesday night, we, we met like when we got to the hotel, Mitch Rosen was here from uh, 670 to score. Yeah. Works, uh, does a great job for the BetQL network. And then like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. And then I get up to the room. Cause I'm trying to live on East coast time while I'm here, just cause there's a lot of business to do. It's not really like a, a party trip. Like we're working, obviously. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go downstairs and just walk around. And then Ken texts me like, yeah, I'm going to go downstairs and walk around. And we end up both losing like a quick, a couple hundred bucks on blackjacks and uh, blackjack and crap. And then like, he just starts talking to me about like award markets in the NFL. Like he had just checked them. Like, like, <laughs> we bet Micah Parsons and Miles Garrett both to be defensive player of the year. We were talking about coach of the year. And I'm like, I would bet Kevin Stefanski at a big price here, you know, cause they have an easy schedule. The Browns do. And, over the next month. And if they're like over 500 when Watson gets back, like he might win coach of the year again for the second time in three years. And it was like, we are literally doing the show right now off air. Like while we're walking <laughs> through park MGM, this is really funny. So yeah, I, I think you do want to meet your co-host. I like Ken a lot personally. So yeah, I thought it was really fun. 
I look forward to meeting the Joe sometime in person. I can't wait for that. And I'm impressed. Thank you so much for joining us. I do realize it's 7 a.m. there. So we are grateful to have you on live from Las Vegas. Um, I'm looking at this Cardinals Raiders line. It's come down a little bit off the six to five and a half. We all know Arizona got pummeled by the Chiefs in week one. Now they're five and a half point dogs against the Raiders. I know the Cardinals have a lot of issues, but so do the Raiders. I mean, their offensive line is a huge question mark. They've got a rotation going on there. They haven't established the run game. Is five and a half a lot of points for the Raiders here? Um, I, I, I think the number's probably about right. And, like, the market says Arizona's terrible. Arizona might, might, might truly be awful. Like, that might actually be the case here. But, I mean, like, I, I project five in the game um, – so like at five and a half, it's really like, it's a pass for me. Like the, the, the look ahead was like two and a half. It's just like, look heads can be so stupid. Like really like two and a half, like there, no way that could ever be right. Mm-hmm. And then like three and a half was probably wrong. And like, now we're like trending towards like what the number should probably be. Um, I guess at six, I would actually bet Arizona, which sounds insane. And like, I bet Arizona last week and like, then I bet them again. And then I bet them again because the number kept drifting up and I was the idiot. So I would prefer not to be the idiot this week, but I think I have to if Arizona is going to hit six at any point here, I know it hit six at one point earlier in the week. And then there was some pushback and it went down to five and a half. So I'm out here in Las Vegas. And my expectation is, is that we'll get six at least out here and I'll be able to bet a six with Arizona. I'll probably do a little Arizona money line as well. Like Aaron, I kind of agree with like your overall assessment, right? Just that there's probably some volatility attached to this game. Like the Raiders should definitely be favored. It just reaches a point where it's probably too much. And I think for me, like too much is six points. So Six is going to be a bet for me with Arizona. I'll probably play a little Arizona money line as well on Sunday. Nick, let's talk about tonight's game. The Chargers and the Chiefs Thursday night football. Very high total. was 54 and a half uh, as late as yesterday. Coming down a little bit now. But two great quarterbacks, two big-time offenses here. But my question for you with the Brandon Staley factor, does he make it difficult for you to want to bet Chargers games? Because it makes it hard for me. I mean, they could go for every fourth down tonight. They hit 75% of them. We're flying over the total. Other other side could happen. They can make 25% of them. They're getting blown out tonight. Does Staley make it difficult for you to be on the side of Chargers games? Um, I don't know if it makes it difficult, but it's just something that you have to consider, right? I would definitely rather bet the Chargers as dogs than as favorites for that reason, just because, like, you know, like last week they really – there could have been a million points scored in the game last week. But, again, it's like the Brandon Staley factor. You're 100% right. And I, and I gave you that, and now I'm going to give you this. Like, I laid it with the Chargers on Sunday against the Raiders, and I was able to cover the spread in that game thanks to the Raiders missing that late two-point conversion. And tonight I actually bet the Chiefs. So I didn't bet the Chargers as underdogs tonight. But just generally, I kind of agree with your, with uh, with what you said. Um, I, I bet three on Sunday night, like Chiefs minus three. I was just like, well, this is wrong. Um, I think the number in the game, the right number is four. That's what it's sitting right now. Now, maybe J.C. Jackson's going to play. And, like, I guess the expectation earlier in the week was he might not. Uh, the prize free agent acquisition at corner from New England. And he's a valuable player, right? So maybe, like, maybe the Chargers have a little bit of value if Jackson's going to play in the game at this number of four. But at four, this game is a, is a total pass for me. I have no interest in four. I, I'm sitting on a bet of Chiefs minus three, minus 30 from earlier in the week. Um, and as far as the total goes, I do like the under in the game. And, like, this comes with the acknowledgement that, you know, with these offenses and these quarterbacks, it could be 38-35, 41-38. We remember that Thursday night game they played at the end of the season last year. I had Chargers plus three and a half, and the Chiefs won by six in overtime, which was highly annoying. But that was a really high-scoring game. It's certainly possible, just that it's a step up in class for both offenses from what they faced last week defensively. The Chiefs facing the Swiss Cheese Arizona Cardinals and the Chargers going up against the Raiders. Obviously, two better defenses here. So I like the under in the game if I had to bet anything right now at the current numbers. 
Uh, Nick, let's talk about your Giants a little bit. Uh, I know one of the big stories in week one was about all those survivor pools that were blown up, the majority of people already done. Now, if you put your week one survivor pick on the Titans, that's on you. It wasn't about the Giants being a great team this year. It was about the, the Titans fade, which everybody is on. They're not going to have a great season. We all understand that. But uh, your Giants end up on the winning side. Dayball showed some guts at the very end going for two. And I know you as a Giants fan had to love, love seeing him light up Daniel Jones after uh, he made a mistake in this game. But this is an intriguing matchup. Now you got the Giants, two-point favorites against the Panthers. Total, 43 in the hook. I liked what I saw from both teams. How do you handicap it? Yeah, I mean, like, and you guys know I'm a big Giants fan, but I'm not a homer, right? You just have to call, tell it like it is. And, and, Joe, I know you know this, obviously, right? You've been doing this for a long time. Like, the knife edge that the NFL operates on, it's like, okay, like, I won money on the Browns last week, Browns money line, because Cade York hits that 58-yard field goal at the end of the game. Like, if he misses that kick, you know, the narrative coming out of the game is Baker Mayfield leads a comeback win against his former team. If the Giants don't get the two-point conversion and they lose 20-19 to 19 to Tennessee, there isn't as much optimism around the Giants this week. Like, I look at this point spread, Giants minus two, and I'm just like, no. Like, no. Like, I, I project the game a pick. Like, my co-host on You Better You Bet, Ken Barkley, is the Panthers' favorites in the game. So I think this is it's a somewhat similar handicap, and not, this, not apples to apples because the Panthers were on the road this week, as Panthers-Browns last week. It's like find a plus money line on the dog here. Like the Panthers at any plus price, I think Carolina is going to win the game. And like I hate to say that as a Giants fan, I also think Carolina is just a nuts as a teaser right this week. Like Carolina and Pittsburgh, like in two low total games, like getting them up through the key numbers of three and seven, I think we're like I think that is an, an awesome teaser this week would be the Panthers and Steelers. So for me, Carolina is a really easy bet to make. Um, I kind of hope I'm wrong, but also I like money more than fandom. So there you have it for Carolina and the Giants. <laughs> I love it. Dolphins at Ravens is so interesting to me. We didn't see Lamar running the ball much at all against the Jets. Uh, he ran for only 17 yards. And Nick, I was thinking about it. I wonder if his contract is at play here because maybe he's trying to prove, guess what? I can be a successful passer. Or maybe he's like, oh, you want to see me use my legs? Well, you're going to have to pay me that guaranteed money. Um, so I was looking at his rushing prop, 51 and a half. I think that's kind of high given what we saw last week, or maybe I'm overreacting, but I was taking a look at the under on Lamar Jackson's rushing prop at 51 and a half, and I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I, I generally don't like, and I was asked about um, Justin Herbert on like one of the an earlier interview I did this morning, rushing yards against the Chiefs. It's not a market that I like generally will like spend a ton of time handicapping. All I'll say is this, like I, I wouldn't, me personally, I wouldn't look at what Lamar did last week as like, oh, he's not going to run the ball this season. Also, as part of his deal, you know, like part of like what he does. So if he's just going to be like, and maybe this is going to be what he does. I have no idea. I'm not inside his head. But if he's going to be like, hey, I'm not going to run the ball as much this year because you didn't pay me. I mean, he wants to get paid next off season. It's one of the things he does really well. It could be insane for him not to do it. So, I mean, I, look, he could have 20 yards. He could run for 100 yards, and I wouldn't be surprised by either outcome this week at home against the Dolphins. What I will tell you is I did bet Miami anything above a field goal. I think the right spread in the game is three. Um, and I guess, like, it's – honestly, I think it's less a compliment to the Dolphins and more like I didn't think the Ravens looked especially impressive last week. They're already dealing with injuries. It's kind of like the same deal as last year with Baltimore, losing a couple important players and season-ending injuries. I understand J.K. Dobbins is going to be back. He's not a spread impact player at all, though. So I guess like three and a half is a play for me on Miami. So that'll be my bet in this game. Dolphins plus three and a half. Anything above three. 
Nick Costos from You Better You Bet joining us here on BetQL Daily as we go through the Week 2 card of the NFL. Nick, it's usually you asking me about the Eagles when I'm on your show as a guest. Well, now I get to ask you about them. Eagles and Vikings, Monday Night Football, it's a big one. I mean, could have season-long implications in the NFC with tiebreaker scenarios when the playoffs come around. Vikings currently a two-point dog at BetMGM. This number has bounced around. It opened at two. You know, we look ahead was two. It was down to one and a half. And now we're sitting at two with the Eagles as favorites, 50 and a half on the total. What's your thought on this game? Uh, two teams that were impressive in different ways in week one. Um, well, it's like, you know, Ken and I are on opposite sides of this game. It's funny. I, I make the game three. Uh, excuse me. I make the game one. I'm sorry, because there are a lot of numbers running through my head right now. I make Philadelphia one-point favorite. I've been Vikings plus three on Sunday night. Ken makes the game uh, three, and now he likes Philadelphia minus one. So he thinks the Eagles should be three-point favorites. I think the Eagles should be one-point favorites. I'm on Minnesota. He's on Philadelphia. So it's like, you know, I, I look at this Eagles defense, and I think Philly's awesome, right? I think Philly's got the opportunity to have a really good year and like likely to win the division now with the Dak Prescott injury, and I was probably wrong about that. I can say that's the one week already here. But, you know, I think despite the fact that Philly's got some pretty good players in their secondary with Bradbury and Slay and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, like the defense was not overly impressive last week against the Lions, allowing 35 points. And I get it. This is what the Lions do. Like, they, they get down, and then, like, they in furious comeback mode for Dan Campbell. Like, I understand. Also, you allowed 35 points to the Detroit Lions. But I look at that and I think, you know, with Kevin O'Connell now coaching the Vikings and this offense moving past, you know, the Mesozoic era into the 21st century here with Justin Jefferson, maybe a Jalen Rager revenge game. I'm kidding. Like, I think Minnesota's going to be able to put some points on the board here. So, like, at this at this current number, like, nothing for me. If it ever gets back to Eagles minus three, um, I would take a piece of the Vikings plus three for the people out there that haven't already bet this game. Total looks about right. Maybe a tad too short. I think we could see a lot of fireworks. I can't wait to watch this game on Monday night. Nick, of the games that we have not discussed, favorite side or total? Oh, I got to – let me see if I can run through. How much time do I have here? I can run through a couple for you guys. Got um, the other Monday night game is Buffalo and Tennessee. I mean, like, Buffalo opens nine and a half. Like, okay, sure, whatever. Uh, I think the spread in the game should be 13. Uh, and I people may hear that, like, oh, well, Tennessee was the number one seed in the AFC last year. Also, they were five five at home against the Giants on Sunday. And the Bills were two and a half on the road at the reigning defending Super Bowl champions. Like, Buffalo, I, 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 I mean, maybe not – if someone wants to say maybe Buffalo should be 13, okay, like 12. Like, Buffalo should be a bigger favorite than this. And, like, it's not that these numbers matter 11 or 12. Just that, I mean, I would never, ever bet Tennessee in this game. So, I, I have Buffalo nine and a half from Sunday night. I would still bet Buffalo 10. Uh, Green Bay, similar. I have Green Bay 9.5. I would still bet Green Bay at 10. I project 11 for this game. I think this is going to be Justin Fields and the Bears having a lot of difficulty against a Green Bay defense. I got embarrassed a little bit last week by Justin Jefferson. I think this will be a bounce-back effort from the Packers. I don't uh, foresee it being an especially uh, high-scoring game for Chicago or probably not for Green Bay either. Um, Denver and Houston, I laid 10 with Denver. I think the number should be 11. Um, I don't call him Coach Nathaniel Hackett. He's just Coach Hack now. We dropped the et until he makes better decisions during games after what he did on Monday night against Seattle. But I think Denver like should have scored a ton more points in that game. Back-to-back fumbles by different running backs with the one-yard line going in. Obviously, the stupidity by Hackett at the end of the game. Kicking a field goal at 17-13 against Seattle. Like, what the hell are you doing, man? So I think Denver's going to score a lot of points this week. I like the over in that game as well. So I laid the 10 with the Denver Broncos. Uh, what else do we got here? I took three with New Orleans. That's two and a half now. If that ever hits three, I would say I like New Orleans there. I bet the Jets plus six on the road at Cleveland. I think that's an insane, insane number. 
I think that should be closer to a field goal. Now, maybe the Browns force a ton of turnovers and they win like 24-3. Certainly possible. Just that, I mean, you need a Jacoby Brissett-led offense that wants to run the ball, that has no explosive um, plays in the passing game. You need this team to win by margin, and like that is a bet I'm willing to make is to bet against that. So the Jets plus six, plus six and a half is another bet that I'm on for Sunday. Great stuff, Nick. You know, we appreciate you hopping on, waking up with us. You better your bet from BetMGM Sportsbook at Mandalay Bay in Vegas out there for the week uh, all the way through Monday. Nick, have a, a great week in Vegas. We'll be listening, and we'll catch up soon right here on the BetQL Network. Coming up next, we'll dive through some of the Week 2 games, including some of those numbers that Nick just brought up and our favorite plays of the week, Week 2 across the NFL, next right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.